Hey everybody, it is Dave and Jeff. It is April 28th, 2021. <laughs> I got a uh I got something good for you. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Really? So tomorrow is the NFL draft. Oh yeah, that's right. Our pal Craig Meddy wrote tonight, hey, are you guys gonna have Bill or Bannock on the <laughs> podcast? And I was telling him that we were Jim Sabo guys. Yeah. We loved having Sabo. But I said it used to make me laugh when Saw would book all those guys. But it was really fun. Yeah. Like leading into the draft, I'll give Lee credit. Those guys were great. And I said, uh, that's how Southern California was introduced to Philly Billy. That's right. Because Billy was one of Saw's go-to guys working at our lads. Yeah. So I happened to talk to our pal Ted Mendenhall today. Okay. Teddy Mendenhall shared with me an insane Philly Billy Warndell story that I said, I'm telling that story on the air tonight. Now, I could probably tell the one. I probably shouldn't tell the other one. But Ted told me that when he was at 1090 and producing for Darren and Warndell, the station sent those guys to spring training for two weeks. Wow. They stayed at a condo with Dave Marcus. So Dave had to be like, what the fuck is going on, right? Who said what the fuck most with those guys? God, who knows? But Ted told me that it was a three-bedroom condo. Okay. So Darren had a room. Billy had a room. Dave had a room. And Teddy said he had an air mattress in the living room. So he said the first day, right, like the first full morning. Yeah. Ted said, you know what? I just thought I'd be a good guy. It's different living conditions for everybody. So he goes, I got up and I made breakfast. For, for everybody. Every, for everybody. Holy shit. Eggs, toast, the whole deal. He goes, that fucking Warren Dell. He didn't cuss. Yeah, Ted doesn't, doesn't cuss. cuss. He goes, that Warren Dell, the next morning and every day at 630 in the morning, would come out to the living room, shake Ted awake, Hey, Ted, you going to get those eggs going? Ted goes. But the deal is, like, you said it nicer than Bill would say it. Yeah. He had that fucking horrible speech impediment. Right. And Ted, Ted said, get the hell out of here. He goes. <laughs> he said the guy woke me up every morning at 630. Hey, Teddy, you going to get those eggs going? Get out of here. No. <laughs> every day. He said Bill never got the hint. So then... You couldn't get those eggs going. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> fuck? Does it shock you? And he said by the end of the two weeks, they were all on everybody's nerves. Yeah, no shit. So they're flying home in the airport. Ted said he gets You know up. Dave Marcus is like, when the fuck are these guys going to leave my condo? Well, not Ted. Darren's not too bad. It doesn't matter. You got, still, if, if everybody leaves, Dave's okay. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. He has six weeks he's stuck there. Yeah. You got these three maniacs rolling in. So uh, Teddy said by the end, like everybody's on everybody's nerves. So they're in the airport and they're uh, getting ready to fly home. Yeah. And Ted gets up to use the restroom or go get a drink or whatever. And he said, Warndell holds like a dollar bill at him. Hey, grab me a USA Today while you're up. And Ted goes, I got that paper and I... Freaking chucked it at him. 
He said Darren told the story on the air. He goes, God, I was so sick of his crap. I fired the USA Today Wardell in the uh, in the airport. What the hell is the airport? It's not Sky Harbor, is it? Yeah, that's it. All right, I thought that was, uh, oh, because it's McCarran in Vegas. Yeah. I was trying to think. Yeah, he just rifled the paper at it. But he said, does that shock you at all, no, knowing Bill? It, well, as you that tell Bill this would story, wake you up? this story is not even bad from all the other radio stories we've heard. From everything I've heard, traveling with Hacksaw was the worst, right? Oh, I can't imagine. And, and McGregor. Oh. Hacksaw McGregor stories were brutal. Oh. And like, these are grown men. Like, what the fuck's wrong with that? all of you? I like honestly, God, if those guys didn't have any other had another job, who the fuck yeah. would keep them employed? Like you, you travel all the time, all the time. And look at the guys you travel with compared the to the guys you travel with in radio. Uh, fucking insane! Bunch of no. whack jobs that should be shouldn't be traveling anywhere to represent your company. I have I have a guy at my job who will remain unnamed, but there were I was on a conference call with. Two of his buddies, right? So it's like four mutual friends. But the fourth guy wasn't on the call. So the fourth guy is just the ultimate road dog, right? Goes out, does shows, the whole thing. And, uh, you know, we've been grounded 15 months. Yeah, He's climbing the freaking walls. So he's tried about 17 different ways to get us back on the road. You got that vaccine card, right? Yes, I got it. I'm good to go. All right, I'm going to go try again. I go, you're going to get shot down because our upper management team was like, look, I get it, right? But we don't really want to be responsible for putting anybody at risk on the road. Yeah. Let's circle back in May of 22. May of 22? For the road dog, that means you're grounded for 27 months. He's not taking no for an answer. So I get this. He literally, Dave, has gone in four different times to pitch road trip. How he can make it work. How he and I can make it work. And uh, he's been shot down each time, right? Just literally shot down each time. Text me today. I think we got a shot at Toronto in November. (laughs) (laughs) Text a friend of mine up there. I go, do I have any shot of being there in November? No. I text him back. He goes, hang on. Give me a chance on this. So <laughs> we go. We're gonna do uh we're gonna do a roadie to LA okay. as a group in June. Is it a work trip? Yes. Okay. It's a work trip. So but are people gonna come see you? Like you say you're putting on shows. No, no, no. What we're actually gonna do is we're gonna go up and do client visits. Okay. So we're gonna take seven I got to put this thing together tomorrow. We're going to take seven staff members, go up to LA, see a couple of clients, have dinner, team dinner, which would be great. Stay overnight, get up the next day, a yeah. couple more clients, everybody back Friday night. So I got to write this thing, write the proposal, do it, pitch it. He goes, God dang it. Make this thing good. We pull this off. We're going to Toronto. I'm like, Dave, I. I don't know who else out there gets to travel for your job. It's yeah. it's really great. It really is. When it was you and me and Costa, Horton. right? If you, yeah, Horton, we, yeah, yeah. When you travel with the right guys, man, it's pretty special. So, yeah, I I think 
I don't see me doing a lot in 21, but I think in 22 I'll be on the road again. And and I got to be honest, I miss it, man. I miss it. I miss seeing everybody. Yeah, it's fun. How many trips a year are good? How many trips are too many? Like um, you've seen that. Remember that George Clooney movie? Was it the air up yeah, there? Yeah, up, the up in the air. Up in the, the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, watching that movie gave me anxiety. Thinking how many miles that fucking guy's on a plane went crazy. Um, boy, you know, last year in twenty, I thought I was probably looking at about uh, eighteen trips. Yeah, that's in a lot. Twenty, yeah, it was going to be about eighteen, and then we got shut down. So I don't know. In twenty two, I could be. I know anywhere from four to twenty-five. I would think somewhere in that that's range. Like, if you go twenty-five, that's yeah. Every other week, basically, but, you're on a plane. It's different though because my kids will be fifteen. Yeah, and they're doing different things and hanging out with their buddies. And so, yeah, if there was ever a time to go, now would be the time. But still, man, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, you look at you know we we're actually Padres at Diamondbacks now, and mm-hmm. we we talk about the series that they played against the Dodgers. And the first series against the Dodgers, we felt as fans, we were beat to shit. Yeah. And yeah we didn't yeah. even play. And we're right. exhausted. And then they get their asses kicked against the Brewers. And you're like, well, fuck, they're exhausted. Yeah. Then they play the, the Dodgers again for four. They, all they do is go to Phoenix. Right. And they look like they're beat to shit. Yeah. <laughs> like they look like they're so fucking worn out that even a guy like you, let's say, flying every other week on that average. Yeah. Is... It seems like a lot. Like, just, man, that would wear you out, especially you, changing time zones and everything. I, I love talking to Mud, to Horton, to Geff, the guys that are out all the time and getting different ideas, right? Like, hey, what do you do here? What do you do there? What do you bring the whole thing? And, yeah, it gets, it gets pretty good. But I like – see, I'm pretty – You know who I don't like talking to out of that group? Who? Is, is Mud. Why? Mud traveling stories. I don't know. They they, they, well, they they get on my nerves. Like he does things that are kind of gross. And then yeah, you <laughs> like got it. He tells you how to pack a suitcase, and I'm like, I know how to pack a fucking suitcase, dude. It's a challenge, man. Oh when you go on, I've done a couple eleven day roadies, man. Did he Those tell are... you his his towel deal? No, I don't listen. To that. <laughs> so, I don't want to hear any of that. No, no, it's not like filthy, like something bodily gross. He goes, this is the trick. He tells me all the time. I'm like, I think I've heard this story for 27 years. Yeah. He goes, you get to that city, then you go and you take a hand towel, and you take that hand towel and you put it on top of your your clean shirt, and everything on top of that is dirty, and you just keep moving stuff. I unpack everything when I get there. Yeah, and and, well, as as he says, I got to repack every three days, but he goes, the hand towel is the key to keeping my clothes separated, and then... Okay, so here, here's my move, which I've always done. I bring a, a trash bag, okay? Okay. And I take anything I have that's dirty, fucking chuck it in that trash bag, and then yeah. I seal it tight, and nothing ever touches that was dirty, touches anything in my bag that was clean. That's pretty good. I don't go with the hand towel separation divider bullshit. No, I just, uh, usually you'll have like a pair of like sweatpants to sleep in at night. Uh, a friend of mine sent me like the greatest hockey night in Canada pajama pants. They're the funniest Dun, thing. Don Cherry? Yeah. They're great. And so that's, I don't do the hand towel. I just do that. I just use that to split everything, <laughs> right? But, I mean, to me, the thing that always freaks you out is like, where do your socks go? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What if your socks roll over into the clean section? Right? I don't now like your plan that. just went to shit. I don't like that, so yeah. But plus, everybody, I think that's the other thing, man. I'm I'm telling you, when you start traveling for work, 
you have to get a really good travel bag. And then the other thing that's vital is the backpack for the actual flight, right? You got to go small. You got to have a handful of different pockets. What, what do you put? Okay. What are you bringing on the backpack now? Now you, you got me curious. Well, you got to have your cords, right? You got to have your cords to plug in. You got to have your, uh, I mean, I used to have headphones. I have a really nice pair of Beat headphones, but I just went and got Bose earbuds, which are great. Okay. I may still travel with the Beat headphones because they're, they're noise cancellation. And goddamn, Dave, I don't know what those buds, man. You got people. Hey, 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 hey. I love to fly. Fuck you. Shut up. Oh, you know, I went to Kansas. Oh, Roosevelt. Fuck. You haven't even taxied, and this douche won't shut up. So the noise cancellation beat headphones, similar, smaller than the ones you have now. Yeah. But really, really good. And then. For me, I go two of these things. I take two of the power blocks, you know, the ones so that you can charge your stuff, Oh, that you can plug your USB, whether it's your phone or your tablet or whatever. Dude, they're like 25 bucks, and I have two of them. That way you're just locked in for the whole thing. And then it's uh, a book, Ring Magazine, <laughs> and, uh, and my tablet. And that's it. I use my tablet for, because I mean, you would think airlines would get better. Um, and then you gotta, man, you gotta bring that bottle of water. You gotta stay hydrated, man. That gotta flight, will, that flight will fuck you up if you're not paying attention. I saw that guy we follow on Twitter, that super seventies guy. Yeah, he posted one last week of a flight attendant in the aisle. Fucking cutting roast beef and shit. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? And I was like, man, can't even get a bag of peanuts because you don't know, never know who has an allergy now. Well, I mean, I'll just throw this out, right? If you go to, just say Chick-fil-A. You got Chick-fil-A over here. In and out, right? If you go through the drive-in, it's going to run you eight, nine bucks, doesn't it? Yeah. So the thing that they give you on that flight Depending on which one you get, it runs you about eight, nine bucks, and people just oh, get the hell out of here. You know, I flew in seventy-five tonight, sat two rows in front of me. And you know what? Just like Dave said, they brought me chicken salad sandwiches. I had a cranberry salad. And now you want me to pay ten dollars for some bullshit bird seed? Get that goddamn card out of here, but not before you should give me a crown royal for not Filing a Yelp review, sweetie. Cranberry salad. Right? <laughs> oh, you're some fucking dick. Just shut up. You get it? Just go. But like, I'm lucky, man. The guys that, that I have traveled with are just a really mellow group. Yeah, I will say this. I'll pat myself on the back. I'm the best guy to travel oh, with. Oh, yeah. No, I'll give you that. 100%. <laughs> I, I always take the bullet. I'll uh, always give up the better bed. I'll be the guy that sleeps on the floor. I'll do all that shit. I no, just want it to go smooth every time. I, as much of an idiot as you can be in your day-to-day life, Horton would agree. Costa would agree. B-Dub would agree. I 100% support that message. Yeah, because have you ever had anybody that's difficult to yeah, travel with? Dude, it's, yeah, a lot of people. 
Yeah, it, like, it really I, fucks shit up. I've never had an issue with you and all the times we traveled. But, no, I, we I, but if there's ever like, usually it's meant for like, here's the deal. Also, this fucked up. We shouldn't ever be sharing rooms as grown Correct. people working in California. But in radio, hey, four guys on the show, four guys in that room. You know, that kind of deal. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like, well, fuck it. I'll sleep wherever. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't fucking matter. That's it. In and out. Carl no. Armstrong, who's who produced for me and Rosie, slept in a chair, and Bill Center lost his mind. That young man will stay here at my house. Ah, so we got Carl the fuck out of there. We're sick of him. Uh, I want to promote. I rarely promote other podcasts. Yeah. I reached out today to Mike Pomeranz and to Mark Sweeney. Okay. Those guys are doing Major League Beginnings podcast. Yeah. And I had talked to Mike when they were getting ready to launch this thing like a year ago. And I go, hey, man, you can really do this good or it can be kind of boring. They didn't need any advice from me. I was just kind of, I I love those two dudes. I swear to God, Dave, that show is so damn good. Good. And I reached out to both of them today and said it was great. Uh, The one they did today was with Marty Brenneman, the longtime voice of the Reds. One of my favorite people. And it, what I said to Mike was, they come right out of the gate. They just come right out of the gate telling stories. There's never anything like, hey, Marty, remember that night when we all went after the game to Bullies? Boy, that was fun, wasn't it? None of that shit. <laughs> you are just immediately brought in to the conversation, and it's so many good people that you know, and I think the thing is that was really evident with the one with Marty is he's known Sweeney forever. He's yeah. known Mike. I mean, Mike's been part of the the Padre broadcast for 10 years, right? They're just comfortable. It's just a conversation, and it's really, really yeah. good. They so, do a great job. Do you check those yes, out? Yes, I have. They, they do a great job. Uh, Brett Boone has I, a crazy— I got to listen to that one. Brett has crazy guests every, every single week, does a great job with his, and he's come a long way as far as— and broadcasting and being able to speak into a mic, which a lot of people go, how hard is it to do? It's, it's not easy. And Brett, Brett has yeah. worked really hard at it. It's been very good. I, I tell you what, so many people always have the idea of a podcast, and then they start it and they just stop. They yeah. just run they run out of gas. Or they just go, well, we did three. Fuck it. But uh, the people that stay with it and continue to get better and better. Now, when you look at Pomerantz and Sweeney, those guys are professional speakers. Yeah. I mean, no surprise at all. <laughs> and then when they able to do the polls of a Marty Brenneman, that's awesome. If you're a baseball guy, how do you not want to but, listen to that? But and they always like if I had one criticism, they always tweet out just the Apple link. And I know a lot of you have iPhones, so that's yeah. probably great. But I don't. But it's on Spotify. And if you go to Spotify and just major, and I bet Brett is there. I can't stand Rich Herrera though. I just can't. I'm sorry. Can't listen to that guy. God. Um, that's a challenge for me. As much as I love Booney, that's a that's a challenge for me. But but Mike and Mark uh, are on Spotify, and same thing. Yeah. I see Brett Scott all the time. Great baseball, and and you and I are baseball guys. Yeah. For people that are just baseball fans, and I I loved it. I I sent um, Mike a message today, and I I think I've told this story in the air around ninety three. Now, uh, we, we told this story when Dick Warren passed away. In 93, I was a board op at KSDO, and our station engineer was a guy named Dick Warren. And Dick did 
the job that Dave Marcus does for the Padres. Dick handled it for a lot of the out-of-town stations, and we were friends at KSTO. And he said, hey, uh, the Cincinnati Reds are in town tonight. Do you want to come down and hang out in the booth? And I said, oh, my gosh, that would be great. One of my best friends is a lifelong Reds fan. Yeah. So I'd always heard about Marty and Joe and these stories. And so I went down there, and I was invited into the booth at Qualcomm. And goddamn Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall treated me like I was the commissioner of baseball. Yeah. They talked to me all night, answered questions, shared stories, never. And every year, it turned out like a year later, I had a credential and was down there. And every year I would find those guys and just say, thank you. Thank you for being as great. And they would just laugh. They were like, all right. Like, hey, sorry, dude. We treat everybody like VIPs. It's not just you. But it was one of the greatest nights of my life. Yeah. And uh, and so when Marty, Marty tells his story right at the start of the broadcast about how for his final game with the Reds in 2019, the Reds had come and said, listen, the only people we're letting in the booth are Marty's immediate family. And he said, he goes, you know, I appreciate it because my entire career we've had people in the booth. I don't care. He goes, I've always said you could put me in the middle of Grand Central Station. Yeah. I'll call the game. And, uh, but yeah, so I just said to just Mike. the opposite of a Dick Enberg. Yes, completely. Um, and other guys too. Yeah. There are other guys like that. Um, so, I just said to Mike on a personal note, listening to him and just remembering when I fucking didn't know yeah. anything, how great he was and just what a good dude he is. And listen, I I know everybody kicks the shit out of Tom, right? It's the funny thing to do. That fucking guy was so nice to this show. Yeah, he was. For, for 25 years. So, man, I just, I like both those dudes. But Mike and Mark do a really, really good job. See, play-by-play -play guys are always interesting to me. I mean, I agree. Uh, and we've had a chance to to meet a bunch of them. And, and for the most part, all of them are, or I don't say all of them, most of them are great guys. Oh, yeah. Most of them are. The thing that always surprised me when I chose this as a path I was going to go is I just wanted to be a talk show host. I never wanted to That's be funny. a play-by-play -play guy, but it seems like there are more, so many guys that get into it to be a play-by-play -play guy. And you think about how hard it is to be that guy, meaning that if you're a, a baseball player, the guy in front of you is going to age out eventually or get yeah. traded and maybe your ability to get an opportunity. A guy that's a broadcaster like Ted, who just went 41 years. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find an opportunity. And we saw it with Andy Mazur, who forever was trying to find another right. job in baseball. It is, it's hard to do. It's a tough profession. And anyone who thinks they can do it. Record yourself watching a Padre game in the next couple of days and listen back and see how shitty you are. Yeah, send it here. We'll play it on the yeah. air. <laughs> and we'll help you. We'll, we'll squash you your dream. If Everybody, you, what is this? If you aren't sure, we'll tell you how shitty you are. But I listen to guys all the time. And that's yeah. why when a guy like Alan Horton or a Glenn Geffner yeah. who came from somewhere else and made it, and you go, dude, that's our guy. It's, yeah. It's really cool. And then when you see how good they are, like to sit next to Allen doing the, oh, the Lakers-Wolves game, I was so proud of him. Right. You know, I was, I, was, I was his number one fan sitting right next to him going, this is our guy. Yeah. Who right. told us, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to do it. This is my dream. I'm going to pursue it. And he made it. Well, and for Geff, who, who did it, I mean, Glenn had been the voice in Rochester doing AAA baseball where Josh Lewin if I, I think I have that right, um, 
I think Geff had done it for a while. Lewin had done it for a while. They both were at one point members of the Orioles organization. And then Glenn came out here with Lucchino's team, with Theo and all those guys, was media relations. And then, like I was saying the other night, hosted a little bit of whatever they called it, Padre Review on Channel 4. Yeah. And got some innings. But then went to Boston. Look, that was a tough situation. I would think Glenn would tell us himself, when you go in and you're with Joe Castiglione, and I think Jerry Trippiano was still there on EEI, and you're kind of in that mix, and then Don and, and Jerry Remy were part of it. Man, new voices are tough to come in. Yeah. And then Glenn got the chance to go home, go home to Florida and work with a Hall of Famer in Dave Van Horn for the Marlin games. And Dave Van Horn's about as nice as it gets. Yeah. So, yeah, and now there's excitement around Marlins baseball again and different things happening. So, no, I'm with you, Dave, because having Sirius XM in my car, and I always try to look for Marlin games. I always try to look for uh, Wolves games. But, I mean, it's no different than sitting here watching this with Mud. Yeah. I mean, Mud's been... Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, that falls right in that category. Yeah. Where you go, you know, you could just pick them up and call them. Yeah. What's up, Dopey? Oh, we, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny that I'll text him during these games, and he sits there and always has something funny to say, and I'm like, yeah. it always cracks me up. I, Mud's another guy. Falls in that category. I couldn't be happier for him. Watching uh, other sports, and you and I have become friends with guys in other sports uh, as well, where mm-hmm. we're going, man, and I know for, for you, especially with the Kings, Bob. with Bob Miller, we go, man, yeah. Bob Miller's a guy we listened to for years and years yes. as a fan, and then to know that he'd come on whenever was crazy cool. Um, but when I watch the NBA, and there are a lot of NBA guys that I think overdo it or don't have any energy, one way or another, it's not that good. I tell you, the guy I like a lot, and he used to be with the Lakers for a short time, and now he's with the Pelicans, it's Joel Myers. I think, yeah. and I don't know Joel Myers for shit. Yeah, but Joel Myers is good, you know, and and I he's to me he's the right voice, not too much, not not doesn't act like he doesn't want to be there. I love John Ireland. There are times John Ireland does games where I think he's bored or just dead tired. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I I've known John for almost thirty years. Yeah, and I'm like fuck John. There are a lot of Laker fans listening right now. Act like you want to be there. Yeah, it drives me a little crazy. But I never understood why certain guys go, certain guys make it, certain guys. Move on. And then, uh, you know, a Padre fan, we said it the other day, that was writing. We, we've been really lucky with Padre broadcasters that fans love, for the most part, and go, that's our guy. Joel's had a lot of different jobs. Yeah. I don't know him, but. Yeah, a lot. Spurs, Lakers, Pelicans, just in Raiders, the NBA recently. Raiders is did right. Did some baseball and is never one place for very long. No. Is Remember, he a dick? I, do, I don't know. Like, I would tell you, I I don't know him at all. Um, and I don't know, Dave. Like, I feel like he did Sunday Night Football for a while or did some national stuff, maybe with NBC. I, no idea. But when somebody moves around that often, it's kind of a weird thing, right? Like, yeah. Marty says today, oh, my God, Bryce Harper. Uh, 97 miles an hour in the oh, face. Oh, my God. Um. Bryce Harper, or Bryce Harper, excuse me, uh, Marty Brenneman said today they did 33 years. Yeah. Him and Joe Nuxall. Longest right there with Jerry Doggett and Vince Scully. Yeah. So guys come and, and stay for a while. Like, 
Orsillo, there's people in Boston still upset that Don left. Yeah. And that's been six years. So, yeah, it's not really a goal, I don't think, to be the voice of 17 different teams. I think your your goal is to go somewhere and settle in and, and be that guy. I don't know why, but there it, that to me is just something when you've seen a guy move around as often as he does, it makes you wonder. Okay, I'll throw a guy out there who's moved sure. around a ton, who to me is outstanding. Josh Lewin. Yeah. And Josh isn't a dick. Nope. Um, listen, Lewin got he got completely fucked on the Chargers job. I just I, I've said this story a thousand times. Sitting at Petco Park with Hank. Yeah. They had brought in Dan Rowe to do the games, and Dan had come from the Vikings, and it was a terrible fit. With Dan and Hank, there was just no chemistry. Dan Rowe got run out, and they were looking at a handful of different guys to do it. Dave Sims, um, who's part of the Mariners broadcast, was in the mix. A couple other guys. Um, Pete, uh, Pete Arbogast from USC was in the mix. And Lewin was in the mix. And I remember Hank saying, I think it's going to be Lewin. I go, dude, he's a baseball guy. And I I joked with this for Hank for 10 years. And Hank's like, dude, I know you. You're going to love him. Son of a bitch. I thought Lewin was outstanding. Outstanding in the NFL. Yeah. Matt Money Smith sucks. Terrible. Terrible. And so, yeah. I mean, if Josh was still there. Doing those games, if it was Josh and and Hank doing those games, yeah, I'd probably still tune in just because both guys are are friends. Yeah, their radio broadcast is really it's literally really the worst weak. in the NFL. Yeah, it's it's the worst. Um, and then, but there was something weird that happened here. If you remember, like two years ago, Josh was supposed to be part of something at ninety seven three. Maybe it was just right. a year ago, and. I don't know what happened there, but he he and I were texting, and I a huge fan of his. Yeah, and he was coming in here in the garage. Yeah, but he wanted to wait until everything got finalized, and and I don't know where the communication fell apart. He's doing USC basketball, USC football, UCLA. or UCLA, excuse me. But dude, he should be in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think um, I don't know. I think Woods had something to do with it. Oh, that fuck. Is that right? Hang on. Turn your mic off for a second. Hang on a second. Did that son of a bitch fuck yeah, Lewin? Yeah. Shit. Can you believe it? Yes. Fuck, I guy. I guy. Personality. Had to be number one. My God. Fuck. All right, I'll turn the mic back on. All right, turn the oh, mic fuck. back on. I don't know if I turned it off. Oh, damn it. Fuck it. We don't edit. We don't. He knows the truth. You can't hide in the shadows around here, partner. <laughs> oh, Jesus shit. Christ, man. All right, so we want to jump into Padre baseball. Let's go. All right. So a couple things. Your boy Chris Paddock pitched yesterday. Yes. Okay? Struggled a little bit yesterday. Again, he's now one and three. All right. DRA is uh, 5.40. Mm-hmm. On, with Paddock, okay? So let's, mm-hmm. let's assume this. Well... As I was going to ask you this, I should jump to that that Ryan Weathers got that was weird got fucked up, and by pitch nineteen he's out of the game. Second pitch of the game he was fucked up. What was that all about, dude? He waved them off. Yeah, and they're like, "No, we're coming out with the medical staff to look at you." And basically, why take a chance with a kid that's like twenty one years old? Yeah, and he's been so fucking good. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, ERA under one. He's been outstanding. But so let me throw this at you. And, okay. and taking Gore out of it. Don't, when are we going to throw Gore in? Your best five starting pitchers for the Padres went healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And not in any order. Sure, so, fine. Darvish, Snell, Lamette, Musgrove, Weathers, correct? Correct. So that means Paddock's out of the mix. Yeah. Okay. Assuming everybody's healthy. Okay, now let's even go to next year. Okay. Clevenger's back. Correct. Okay. So now you go, fuck, that's six really good guys. Uh-huh. So, again, Paddock goes further down the line. Yeah. So is the future for Paddock and during this offseason to go, that's a wrap? I I'm mean, not what, sure. What, what, I mean, you, you said it before that you were done with this guy. Are you uh, in a situation where you go and look? Let's just time to time to move on. Yeah, I don't think you can afford to right now, though. I, I think not, he, not not now. I understand where you're at. You're at April. You're 2021. Yeah, and you have injuries. Yeah, so oh, you aren't yeah. making moves now. I'm saying let's go. We're going into what you think 2022 is correct. It's time to cut ties, right? Yes. Yeah. Unless now, listen, Dave. He could be in a situation. Where I think if you watch him, and I genuinely try to watch him objectively, because I keep hoping there'll be a a time when we come in here and go, man, that's the guy we remember. Yeah. And everybody cheers for this team, and I get it. Personality, and my buddies say, cut that damn hair, right? (laughs) All these different things that make you crazy. Get rid of the boots, cut your hair, get rid of the belt buckle. Yeah, get rid of all that crap. I haven't heard anything out of Paddock where you go, no. this guy, he's just going out grinding. And yeah. so he's just grinding, trying to do his thing. So, yeah, Dave, honestly, it might be a situation, you know, who I'm reminded of all the time is the guy we're looking at right now, Will Myers. Goddamn, Dave, I could not wait to get Will Myers out of town. Yeah. I was like, this guy makes me insane. Get rid of him. I don't care if you have to cover 18.85 of the contract. Get him out. They didn't get Will Myers out. What they did was they got Andy Green out. And Andy Green got out of town. And guess what? Old Will became a millionaire. Yeah, but okay. And but hang on. My point on that was going to be. There were other managers besides Andy Green that, weren't play, that Will Myers wasn't playing well for. Well, he's playing good for Tingler. And that's all that matters. And for me, I wonder if it's the issue that you've talked about, and I know you have no credibility, but you might hear, maybe the issue is Larry Rothschild. Yep. And that might be the one, Dave, that I look at and go, has Larry Rothschild done anything to improve the guys on this staff? And if not, then maybe you get lucky with whoever you bring in, uh, you go find somebody, right? And and maybe that guy can help Paddock find it again. So that would be my number one play would be, Maybe Rothschild's the guy on the first bus before Paddock. Dude, I'm with you 100% on this, by the way. Okay, so when Rothschild came here, I trashed him a year ago. Yeah. And I was all over Woods, and I wasn't joking around. Woods, being a big Yankee fan, was watching all those Yankee yeah. games when Rothschild was there. And he used to rat fuck him every afternoon watching Yankee games, going, what the fuck? You still a Myers fan? Looks like a dipshit. Why does he have the mask on? Why does he have on? the mask on? I have no idea. Sim Profar does the same thing. He bats with the mask on. I have no idea. Anyway, so when you go... Um, he's got a mask on, and he's got one around his a, neck. And he's a gate around his neck. Yeah. Uh, looks like... He looks like... Will, fucking. you're fucking us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this dipshit. God damn it. You're right. He has two masks on. 
What? One's he's not covering anything but his the only, neck. The only thing he needs now is to be driving in a Prius by himself, and yeah. he'd be perfect. He looks like the girl from uh, Murphy Brown. What was her fucking name? Yeah. What was the actress? Do you Candace remember? Bergen? Candace Bergen. Always With wore that scarf? Ch- cover her neck because she had that turkey neck going. Oh, you think Will's got turkey <laughs> neck? What's <laughs> the turkey neck? Try not to show his age. So with Rothschild, though, well, let's look at it. Okay. Well, Mackenzie Gore has definitely gotten worse. I don't know what the fuck they've been working on. Well, I don't know on. how much is on Rothschild and how much is on okay. the whole system. And the reason, I, the reason I, I'm going to Rothschild is that that's only the common denominator. You got Weathers gets hurt again. You get or gets hurt well, for the first time. What the fuck time. is with the medical staff over here? Well, what the fuck are they changing? My thing is, are they changing delivery? Are they changing something mechanics? That was mechanics that are is causing injuries. Morion's hurt. You got Lamette hurt. You Castillo got, I mean, hurt. Yeah, Castillo hurt. Enough. Clevenger w- got Wingeter. hurt. Enough. What the fuck? And, and you listen to Sonny Gray, who was an outstanding pitcher with the A's and with the Reds but was terrible with the Yankees. He blames his entire fucking misfortune in baseball on Larry Rothschild. I was watching him today, pitch against the Dodgers, and they were talking about, he was saying, fuck this guy. He was on CeCe Sabathia. Go, this guy's the worst. Who? With, on his podcast, there? ripping the fuck out of him. Yeah. Well, yeah, get rid of old man Rothschild. Yeah. Is uh, Mark Connors still out there? Rick Honeycutt? Can we get him? You probably could get Rick Honeycutt. Can we get Sut down here? Hey, throw the deuce. What you doing there? Trust your trust your your stuff. That's what Cammy did. Gomi, Vaughnie, Hoffy. Let it fly. How you doing, Mud? Can you imagine? <laughs> Fucking maniac. Let him do it. Sut would probably be great. I think Sut remember Sut was as much as I'm goofing around. He pointed out more shit that I didn't know. But remember Sut, when he was here, yeah. worked in the minor leagues, and there were yeah. guys that said he was fucking great. Yeah. God, man, if you're going to be a World Series team, you have to be World Series top to bottom. Yes. In every aspect of what you do, from your training staff to your pitching coach to the whole thing, I don't know. I, Rothschild may just be in there, and he may just be the guru, Dave, but it sure feels like every guy – Breaks down like crazy since him. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And the fact that Gore can't throw a fucking strike drives me nuts. He doesn't have command of his pitches. Again, like I he thought this guy was going to be a stud by now. I, I don't know if that goes Rothschild or goes to a completely different approach across the board, right? Because I don't even know that those guys have been in the same room outside of spring training, but... Something is going on with that pitching staff, and fuck if we're not going to get it figured out. <laughs> fuck if I'm going to get it figured out. All right, so just now, just want to point to something on what I what I would do with Paddock. All right, I'm not yeah. telling him about raising his elbow up on his changeup hey, or anything like you that. you might want to. Oh. <laughs> you might is, want to. Is right now you look at Tatis's batting, okay? Padres right. are up 9-3, eighth inning. they got runners on base, no outs. More like they're going to add to this lead. Is the pitcher just brushed Tatis off the yep. off the plate, made him uncomfortable a little bit. Mm-hmm. Paddock never goes outside that square, basically ever, if, ever. And I was saying we said it before. He's he's effectively accurate, which means yeah. or ineffectively accurate, meaning it's easy to get comfortable when you're batting against a guy like Paddock because he doesn't brush you off. He doesn't ever miss that square by a dramatic amount. And even if it was on purpose, just to have guys move their feet to set up whatever the hell else you're going to throw. But you sit there and you watch them, and over and over again. Did he, oh! Did he, oh, my God, he caught it. Yeah. I thought Tatis just had a three-run home run. Sorry about that. 
Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. you guys all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but but again, I don't. I can't figure out what it is about Paddock because the stuff's not terrible, and at the same time, it seems like he gets hit hard eventually every game. Yeah, there was the game yesterday, Dave. There were parts of it where you go, man, it feels a little bit like old school Paddock, right? But yeah. God damn, that to me is a dangerous game because as much as we want to go, yeah, that's the Paddock we remember. Well, like you said, he still has an ERA over five. Yep. And he never walked, guys. No. Remember what his strikeout to walk ratio was? It was goddamn insane. So, I don't know. I I would be incredibly happy if he found a way to get it together. Because it just sucks, man. You go, you understand the guy's a competitor and everything he does. None of that shit's bullshit. I mean, he did it all the way up through the system. And for whatever way, for whatever reason, he can't find his way right now. I I think be one thing if he was a thirty year old guy, but I watch those games and and probably more than any time, I find myself really cheering for that dude, like really cheering for him to find his way and get out of it. But I just I don't know how much further you can go. The problem is with weather's down tonight. Like where where's the depth? Yeah. Yeah, I, again, it's funny. Even a team that's supposed to be extremely deep like the Dodgers, when you look at the, the pitching side, they haven't been banged up on the starting pitching side, but yeah. offensively, really banged up without a yeah. center fielder or second baseman or whatever the situation is. And you go, fuck, that's the, supposed to be the deepest team in baseball, and yeah. they couldn't score a run until today. Yeah, You know, they, they struggle. So I think it's like that throughout all of Major League Baseball, but – the injuries to the Padres, it seems like it happens over and over again, but when you're a team that's contending for a World Series, you're going, fuck, we can't afford a season like this. Where no, guys man. are breaking down like crazy, and it's only April. Where's Reggie Lawson, right? Like, where? No, I mean it. Like, where are the guys? Like, some of these guys, I mean, we've seen it in the past. I remember Cashner and others, guys that made a jump from double-A and, and established themselves in the rotation. You yeah. may have to start doing that pretty quick. The bullpen needs a freaking night off. Hey, so uh, real quick, the NFL draft is coming up this weekend. How excited are you for the NFL draft? Well, I would be much more excited if any of the teams I cheer for were not looking offensive line in the first round. Yeah. So. It's one that always helps your team, but nobody's excited when they're taken. Now, I think for tomorrow, aren't you excited about the first five to see what happens? I'm always happy about the draft. It used to be one of my favorite days of the year. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, I didn't do a mock draft even playing around this year because literally I have no fucking idea what's going to happen outside of number one and two. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean. It's so confusing, and I'm tired of of national shows talking about it. I mean, Jesus, I'm an Alabama fan, but fuck, I can't take any more Mac Jones talk. But I love the story that, that Josh told, and I don't know if you guys did on JP25, but uh, Josh tells a great story that he was down there when Mac Jones came in, and where had he committed? Basically to Kentucky, right? And Jalen was there, and Tua was there, and Josh was saying, yeah, I don't know, man. may not really be the right place yeah. for you. And all of a sudden, Josh looks down at his phone, Mac Jones had decommitted from Kentucky and had committed to Alabama. Crazy as hell. I love that story. Yeah. So I'm cheering for that kid. Um, but I don't I don't know. Like as far as the rest of it. How about I saw a thing tonight 
that said the Patriots are working out a contract with Garoppolo to swing that deal tomorrow? Is that legit? Boy, that that wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I hope that's the case. That's the guy Bill Belichick wanted all along. And yeah. then there's no no excuses because Belichick was the one that wanted Brady gone and he wanted Garoppolo and Kraft said no fucking way. And goddamn the Vikes need to trade tomorrow Kirk Cousins for that number three pick. Yeah. Make it happen. And that's the guy Shanahan wants. Wow. Fuck. Then I'd be really interested. So I always like the draft. I like the fact that it's back. They're expecting a huge crowd in Cleveland. Yeah. So I like all that. I don't know that I have any real particular interest in any of the guys going. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I won't be. The thing that used to, how many of us have done this, right, where you would get the NFL draft guide, whether it was something like Our Lads or whatever they had at Barnes & Noble, and you'd read about every guy. Dave, I remember we did it every year for the show. And and Jim Sabo or Dan would send us our lads, and you'd read everything. And then the Chargers would make some big shit. That fucking guy. Dave, he's a fifth-round guy. Come on. Buster Davis. But he has no hips. Hey, you watch this guy. He's pretty fluid in the hip. Yeah, you're hearing this fucking shit, right? And you're like, what? What'd you just tell me, Tom Bass? <laughs> Calm down, all right? But now you just... I don't know. I didn't even look at mock drafts. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to any of that. So, yeah, good for Trevor Lawrence. But now it, this one actually feels a little anticlimactic because, because college football was weird this year. College football was very strange this year. It's I will point this out to people. I tell this all the time. Mel Kuyper, to me, doesn't belong on television anymore. I think Mel Kuyper is yeah. so bad. And if you sit there and you – Look at almost every other mock draft and how many people get right, which usually is an average of five to six that they get yeah. right. Mel Kuyper always gets less than that. He's, he's so <laughs> fucking bad at this. And he, he, and that's just on a normal year. This year, I can't imagine Mel Kuyper getting more than three. Yeah. I, he, he just misses. And he used to be the guy we all went to because he was the guy on TV the most. And now so many people do this. shut down by COVID? Yeah. I think McShay was McShay, fighting COVID. Yeah, McShay had a tough time. McShay is at least better at the job than Kuyper is. Yeah. Which I think drives Kuiper crazy because he used to be the one main guy. But it's it's one of those deals. It's all over. Um, you know, if you Google mock drafts, a million oh, of yeah. them show up. Eddie I mean, Brown does a good job in the UT. I like Eddie Brown. He's okay. He's he's, he's okay. You what else does Eddie Brown do? Fantasy football. Christ. All right. <laughs> I watch Eddie Brown. <laughs> Why? Came on the show? That's fine. A lot of people have been on this show. Name two. <laughs> hey, want to mention? Right. Go ahead. What? No, go ahead. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Don't forget, now is a great time to call Alan Taylor. You might be too late. I told you, assholes, when it's a little yep. bit cooler out, maybe you could get through. Guess what? It's warming up. It's only going to get hotter and hotter. Look at your phone right now and look what the weather is going to be for the next couple weeks. Alan Taylor's your guy. has been doing this more than 20 years. Your perfect pool could be a phone call away. All you have to do is call Alan Taylor at 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. You know, Dave nailed it. Like, we need to say the truth around here. We've warned you for a year that it was going to be hot, and none of you did anything. You weren't going anywhere because you've been on lockdown for five months. Well, listen, we're just going to lay it out there plain and, and simple for you. Your neighbors... Heated the call. Yeah. And coming up in a couple of weeks, you're going to hear this from their backyard. Marco Polo. 
And guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be laying on the ground while your miserable wife, who wishes she had married your neighbor, she's thought it for 15 years and now it's confirmed, is going to be holding that garden hose over your face trying to get you to cool down while you've been pulling weeds back there. Hey, you deserve it. You know what? We give you advice. It's not free. We shake you down for five bucks. We know it. You know it. Pay the bill. But goddamn, I can't come over and pick up the phone and dial the number for you. Some of this you have to take responsibility for. You failed. (laughs) But do me a favor. Tell your neighbor, good on you. He was smart. And do us another favor, okay? Don't be that weirdo like that guy Wilson and whatever that show was looking over the fence, Creeper. Just stay on your side. Stay on your side and think about life's decisions and the one you should have made, which was calling Al Taylor and the fine group at Taylor Made Pools. Absolutely. Another phone call you need to make is to Dan Williams. We tell you all the time, Dan Williams is a guy to help you get out of debt. So many of you people right now are having a tough time with your finances and what's going on over the last few years. For a lot of you, your whole fucking life, you've screwed this up. Dan Williams is a guy to help you out. I don't know what you're waiting for. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Don't forget about his two-minute Tuesday. Except Jeff for- told him what to do, and guess what? He listened to your advice, and he helped all you guys out because Jeff had a serious question. Yeah, happened on Wednesday because he's down hanging out. Vac- it's only two it's minutes. A, it's a time change. It's only two minutes. <laughs> People are standing by. Their boss is like, Murphy, are you going to get that report done? As soon as Dan puts the video up, Dan's over at Padre Murphy's putting in trifectas. <laughs> but at least today it came out because I had a question. What are you doing to protect your identity? Dan talked about ID Shield. They don't sponsor the show. I don't know them at all. I'll just tell you, I have that through my work, and I freaking love those guys. So when Dan mentioned those, but LifeLock, any of them. Yeah, I had a situation on Saturday where Capital One called me and said, hey, we're concerned about some activity on a credit card. And they said, yeah, that's the first step towards identity theft. Luckily, I was able to catch that one, but we want to make sure you catch it as well. So highly encouraged. Uh, Dan put it out on Twitter today, Iron Man Dan W. But also... Uh, not only the videos that he's been doing, Dave, but everything else to get your finances in order. Because, yeah, it could be a really good year, whether it's the end of 21 or getting into 22. You want to buy that house, you got to have your finances in line because it is definitely a buyer's market. 858-688-6813. All right, Brian Curry is the one you want to talk to when it comes to possibly selling your home. If you talk to anybody who has sold a home recently, man, they have done a fantastic job. People right now are looking at the market and going, this is a great time to sell. The problem people are running into, if I sell my home, where am I going? Yeah. What homes are available for me to move to? That's why you need to call Brian Curry right now and make sure that you're making a smart move by selling your home. He's the guy to sell it. He's also the guy to help you find the brand new one. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, we were talking and Brian said there's a handful of people that have experienced this. They sold their house not knowing what they were going to get. They were able to get so much over market price because of the way things are going right now that it gave them so much extra equity from their original property, it allowed them to make a much bigger down payment on a new property that two months ago they didn't even think they could afford. 
And now the payments are almost parallel, yet they're in a much better house. It's unbelievable. But you need somebody on your side that can help you make the right decisions every step of the way. Anything as simple as what's my HOA fees, what's the neighborhood like, what are the schools like, my commute, all those different questions. But ultimately, is it the house where you're going to live for the next 30 years Nobody better to have on your side than uh, Brian Curry. Give him a call. Tell him we sent you. Don't forget, if you're in the business right now, or you're working from home, or you're starting up a business, either way, if you're thinking about building a website or you have a website that could be better, Kyle Pfluger is the only person to talk to. 619-500-6621. Believe it or not, I hear he's camping right next to a giant cell phone tower. Is that right? I have no fucking idea. The guy always, always next to a pond and a fucking big redwood. Yeah. 619-500-6621. Guy doesn't have a bit of stress in his life. Not one wrinkle in his forehead. Hey, John Steinbeck called, said he wants his life back. <laughs> uh, I'd like him to come back because, Dave, I have the coolest idea for a website. You and I call people, okay? Yeah. And we say we're either from PayPal or we're from Visa or we're from the auto warranty group. And, hey, guess what? Yeah, you're out of line. Or the IRS. Dave and I are just going to start because it's good fun. But what we'll do is we'll get the people to commit a couple thousand dollars to the Dave and Jeff show fund, right? We do yes. that, Dave. We do that five, ten times a day. That's like <laughs> 25 grand. But we need some place to launder the money. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll tell you, all kidding aside, it feels like we're still, even though we're trying to get the state back up and running by yeah. June 15th, I don't know how many people are like, yeah, I don't know that I'm necessarily interested in, in joining the parade. I had a friend of mine today say, when I was talking earlier about uh, work and getting vaccinated, he said, yeah, count me out. I'm not doing that. You go, all right, everybody. So what that means is that while, yeah, a lot of us are ready to get back out and be part of society... There's a lot of people that have grown accustomed to working from home and just kind of hanging out, staying safe. Nobody can complain about that, but it means that they're spending a lot of time online. Though, is your website delivering the kind of results that you need? If it's not, uh, give Kyle a call and see what you can do to get those numbers up. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to April 28th. Only three of them right here that's worth okay. mentioning. We're going to start off with Jessica Alba. Oh, I know, one of the hottest chicks on the planet. Seems very likable, too. I agree. 40. Exactly right. God. Good start. Yes. 40 million. $200 million. I, She's so hot, people just give her money. I, who can blame them? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Venmo her 25 bucks tonight. <laughs> just put in the description for being hot. <laughs> I do it all day long. <laughs> Till the cops knock on my door. Hey, weirdo, you want to cut off the... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was being helpful. Happy birthday. This is for being hot. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie Burton Helly. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to do this every <laughs> night? <laughs> Pam Greer, Jeannie Pepper. Every one of you. God damn, Dave, I just lost $100, but it was worth it. <laughs> All right, here we okay. go. Jay Leno. Oh, fuck. 
An e break. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Jay Leno. Let's say he's 69 years old. 71. Okay, dude, that's money. That guy. A lot of money. Let's say 300 million. More than that, even. Really? 400 million dollars. Damn. 400 million. Last one. This one made me laugh when I saw it on here because I haven't thought about her in forever. Okay. And Margaret. Very doable. <laughs> Goddamn right. In a second. You know what I do, Dave? I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to take it up a notch. Uh, I think she's great. And what I would do is I would camp out. Ann and I would shack up at a downtown uh, kind of hotel motel, right? Like yes. Ann's classy. Maybe that Four Points by Sheraton, the old Holiday Inn, the round one right yeah. there. Got it. And I would time it perfectly so that... Uh, she and I would go to Starbucks in the morning. I'd buy her a scone, whatever she wants. Fuck, she's Aunt Margaret. Baby. I'm shocked you've never offered an Aunt Margaret pool. I that, out of all these years. I know that's on me. Yeah, but I tell you what, I time it perfectly so that when I'm over there, and that hyper little freak Katie Temple comes out. Oh, hey, Katie. You know my friend Aunt Margaret. Just give her the big wink. Yeah. Yeah, we're just hanging out. We're going to go get something to drink. A little long of vitamin B. You followed me, Katie? <laughs> I'm going to get a text message. That's Don't it. ever do that again. Hey, you met Ann, right? Did you ever see me? Hey, Katie, I'd love to talk, but we got to go. We got plans. Wink, wink. Later. Hi to Brownman. <laughs> what the fuck was the question? How old is she? I like this. I don't care. I think she's 82. 80 years old. Fuck yeah. Still in. Let's go, Annie. Okay. How much is she worth? It will surprise you. $14 million. $25 million. God. A lot of people have been mowing her, too. <laughs> what would you say? They've been mowing her. Oh, I thought you said a lot of people had been mowing her. I was <laughs> I like, I don't even I don't know, know what that is. That I, doesn't sound nice. I don't know. All right. Here we go. Five random questions. Okay. Who was your childhood crush? Uh, oh. Uh, you mean people I actually knew or celebrity? No, celebrity. Lonnie Anderson. Yeah, Lonnie Anderson was my first one when I was a kid. Yeah, Lonnie Anderson, the fabulous moolah. Oh, that's funny. Mine was no, th- it was not the fabulous WKRP. Yeah, did you ever see the fabulous moolah? No, never moolah? did. The woman wrestler? No. Okay, Google her. So, Am she, I going to throw up? Yes. Oh, she would, fuck, I'm not Googling her. She beat. She, uh, we actually got to know her. Uh, when my buddy wrote that wrestling column, she was cool as shit, but she looked like she, she did. could. Huh? She yeah, dead? she's passed away. But, dude, if if you and I, okay, let me I'm tell you this. I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. yeah. If you and I were downtown at Star Bar <clears throat> and a fight broke out, trust me, I'd take Moolah on our side before Costa <clears throat> for sure. <laughs> uh, but, dude, cool as shit. But I'm probably not gonna. I'm probably not gonna bang her again. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, who was your celebrity? Oh, it's Nicole Eggert. Oh yeah, dude. It's funny. Did, uh, did it, you do anything to act on that, Dave? No, no. Yeah, of course. I tried. I tried. I, I did laugh today. Like I posted a picture of my dog, that? and she liked it. Maybe feel good dude, that she, she liked does. it. She does. She's awesome. All right. Have you ever used a pickup line? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. No. Yeah, I've never used a pickup line. 
No, I, it's probably. <laughs> I mean, I married a lawyer. Do you remember when we, when we went to Dallas with the uh, Casillas brothers? Sure. They had 8 million pickup lines we heard they, on the plane. They were unbelievable. <laughs> Those guys, the Flying Casillas brothers, uh, with their jokes, hey, did you hear about the fire at the circus? It was intense. Yeah. The best. Where are those goddamn maniacs? That was a great trip. It was a good trip. All right. Who is a better cook, your mother or your grandmother? Oh, my grandmother couldn't cook for shit. <laughs> That's funny. I thought you were going to go grandmother. No, my mom, my mom. <laughs> my grandmother couldn't cook for shit. Um, my mom could cook, but then she would uh, do shit like liver. Like, what are you doing? Ugh. What are you doing here? But I told her, I remember this story, Dave. And I told my kids this, and my kids thought it was the funniest thing ever. And they asked their grandmother why the hell they, why she put up with it. I have no idea. It's probably why, you know, it was her passive aggressive move. That's probably why I had to walk on a broken foot and she ignored an ACL injury. Because when I was like three, if I ran out of like milk or anything, I would just bang that cup. Is that right? Like you're in prison? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know why she put up with that shit. But she's also the same woman that on my birthday, I hated ferals. I hated clowns. I yeah. hated the whole thing. And she had my birthday party at ferals. Yeah, I remember like, you telling me that. It's a lot of God. There's Mr. Steak. There's Embers. Mr. Steak. Why are we going here? Did they have Mr. Steak in Nashville? I've never heard of Mr. Steak Mr. in my life. Mr. Steak was iconic in the Midwest. Mr. Um, steak. Yeah. Oh. But but you know what? When she when she had her head figured out, oh, my mom was a great cook. <laughs> How about you? Um it's funny, I don't remember my grandmother on my mom's side cooking anything ever. Like I, I don't remember that at all. But my mom used to tell me from the time she was eight years old, she had to make dinner every night for her mom, her dad, and her two brothers. Really? From the time she was eight. Here's the craziest thing. I might have said this on there. I remember that out of all the stories my mom ever told me, it used to blow me away. She said every month from the time she was eight years old on, she would get like an envelope of like a hundred bucks Whoa. and she had to walk around and pay all their bills. Like she'd walk to the phone company. Isn't and that she wild? Pay out and of she that was envelope. how old? Eight. Oh my and God. she said, my grandmother was a social worker. She was never home. My mom, oh, my mom okay. said. So she, my mom would go and I didn't know if she was pay. throwing dice. Yeah, how about that shit? Grandma so she like would dice. go to the electric company, pay the bill. She just paid bills every month out of a cash envelope. And they just let her cruise in. Yeah, she said people- She was like the original Tommy from Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And she would pay all their bills every month that way. Time to pay the phone bill, time to pay the electric bill. And she, or she, I, she would take the bus or walk to wherever where it was to pay the bills. Tommy and, and Henry Hill. Yeah. Remember, like those guys yeah. were running, yeah. running errands, right? That's outstanding. That's, that's crazy to me. I love that. But like, my mom is still so paranoid about you know fucking uh, anyone getting access to your stuff, as you talked about identity yeah. theft. Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of kind of. Oh, how, you, like no way that. would you put a check in the mail. Uh, they panicked, yeah. so you go, you paid everything with cash. Thought oh, it was I wild. like that. That's cool. All right, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, I like that. Um. Oh, I definitely would have made um, better decisions three years ago. No doubt. Way too stubborn in 2016. Way too stubborn when shit was spiraling out of control. And I, I thought I had everything. It abs And listen, 
my ex is one of my best friends and and you know the the chips fall how they do yeah. like i'm i'm cool where i am now but i i said that to her she knows it the good thing is like i've i've laid this all out to her oh yeah that that whole 2016 not realizing early on that shit was spiraling and being bullheaded and just thinking the whole thing oh that would have been number one thing yeah. i would have changed um this one, I have a funny one that my son teases me about all the time. When they were like, they must have been like a God, I don't even know if they were a year old. And was there ever a time when Josh and Jake were in car seats together? No. Probably never, no. right? So when you have kids that are that close, they're both in car seats. And anybody who has them, you remember, they got to lock in. You got to get that snap in. And I remember Jack brought this up to me the other night, which is always a great reminder. I remember that um, we were driving somewhere and, you know, they're little. They're not having a conversation back. And I look and I can see them both in the rearview mirror and I'm talking the whole thing. And all of a sudden... uh, I drive, I kind of make like a hairpin getting on the freeway. And I go like another, I don't know, two miles. I look back again. I only see one head. Oh, fuck. That's because Jack is like, uh, uh, who's Tom Hanks guy in Apollo 13, Jim? Remember that? Yeah. I only yeah. saw the movie once. Hey, well, Jack's back there thinking he's Buzz Aldrin <laughs> trying to land uh, the mission. He fell right out and it ultimately cracked his rib. Holy shit. Yeah. Now... We take him to the doctor, and thankfully, the doctor knew me, yeah. knew my relationship with those CBS. guys. Yeah. Dave, they could have easily. Yeah. Because Jack said the other night, we were joking around, he's like, hey, listen, aren't you the guy who broke my rib? I'm like, God damn it. He's like, I'm not really sure I should take advice out of you. Yeah, going around injuring little kids, he tells me. <laughs> Fucking idiot. So, uh... But yeah, luckily I go to the doctor and I was able to say what happened and she was great. But like I look back at that, I said to their mom the other yeah. day, I go, that scares the shit out of me. That could have been really, really bad. But yeah, all of a sudden he was at 12 o'clock and then I told him, next thing I knew you were at three o'clock. Just sitting there. He didn't make any noise. He just sat there like the dopey is. <laughs> all right. What job did you want when you were a kid? Oh, I like that. Um, what would you have changed? Um, well, you know, it's funny. It was the one thing about myself that I, that I would change is it's funny. I literally was talking to my sister about this today is I'm, I'm not a three strike person. I'm a one strike person. Oh, completely. I am too. And I don't know if it's a, you good, don't know. I, a good thing or a bad me. thing to have. Where, I think it's great. Where, I fucking drop people on my phone all the time. You, do, you definitely do. And I, and I, basically I have friends of mine who are three, five, eight strike people and they seem to be happier than me, but <sighs> I'm one of those guys, if you fuck me over once, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'll never fuck anybody over. I just right. know that about myself. Right. But if you fuck me over, I'll never forget it and I'll never trust you. Yeah, I think that's great. I like that. Uh, I always say to people, though, like, Dave, I, I think you're like that. I would say you're like that for a lot of people. Uh, I don't think you're like that for the people inside your circle. No, but you know, they're inside my circle for a reason. I got it. Yeah, I got it. But I think you fall in the same category that I do for the people within that circle. And for us, 
a lot of the people are the same. But I always tell my friends that are kind of going through tough times. Yeah. I always say, I don't know if I'm your best friend or your worst friend, because whatever you're doing, I'm not going to judge you on it. I just yeah. want to hear it. You need yeah. somebody to talk to. I do that all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, but I think it's the people in maybe the second ring of the bullseye and a little further back. I'm, I'm with you. But I, I don't think, I don't think if Mike, those guys never would, right? But no. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you would give certain people a second chance, but I know what you mean. It's a pretty select group. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, fuck, I've given you about 900 for sure to stay here. Um, job? Oh, I like this. When you were a kid, what job did you want? Job that I wanted. Oh, I know it, 100%. I wanted, it's funny, we go back to what we started. Al Shaver was the radio voice of the Minnesota North Stars. Yeah. That, to me, I thought was the coolest job in the world because he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but I would listen to him every night. Can't even remember where those games were. might have been AM 1500 KSTP, I think. And he would be coming to us from the Montreal Forum or Maple Leaf Gardens or the Boston Garden, Madison Square Garden, right? Chicago Stadium. And I thought, this is insane. This guy is traveling. He's getting paid. He's watching hockey every night. And listen, let's say the truth. If I'm doing that job, I'm running the fucking streets, man. (laughs) I'm figuring out who's the Vera in Vancouver, because I want to know her. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And uh, yeah, that one. It wasn't uh, Herb Carneal and Frank Quillacy were the voice of the uh, Twins. Joe McConnell, who was underrated NFL, was the voice of the Vikes. Ray Christensen was the Gophers, and Al Shaver was Herb's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and Al Shaver's in the Hall of Fame. But I thought that would have been the job. And when I went back there in 91, got a credential, went back there. I told you that was Tom Meese sat next to me at this game. We were there for Pittsburgh and Minnesota, and I ended up sitting next to Tom Meese for that game. And they put us, like, right in the stands, Kind of like they, you know, when yeah. you have an auxiliary press box, you're you're basically right in the back row of the stands, and so a uh, bunch of stars fans say to Tom Meese, "Who'd you take in this series?" And Meese goes, "I took Pittsburgh." And says, "Oh, come on, Tom! Have you got them? Have you watched this team? We got John Casey in the net." He's like, "Yeah, they got Tom Barrasso and Mario Lemieux and Paul Coffey and Yarmir Yager." I think Robitaille may have been on that team. Like, they were, ah, Tom, whatever. Next thing you know, dude, within half hour, a waitress comes down, and she has about 12 beers. Yeah. And she just starts firing them down the aisle. The guy's like, well, who are they? I don't have, hey, guys, I didn't bring my wallet. You know, every fucking Minnesota guy. <laughs> Crocodile arms. And uh, she goes, they go, who's this? And... The waitress says, guy behind you. You raised you raise your hand? <laughs> I should have. I was, uh, today I would have. And uh, 
And Tom told him, he goes, hey, guys, I just wanted to say thanks for watching ESPN. We love you. And, dude, it was like the coolest move ever. And, Dave, he was gone like a couple years yeah, later. Drowned. drowned in the pool. But um, wasn't a tailor-made pool. But I got to meet Al Shaver. Yeah. I got to meet Al Shaver at that game and, cool. and just talk to him. And he was so nice. He was, again, kind of going full circle with what we talked about earlier. The way Marty Brenneman and other guys were just talking to him about being a kid and growing up and listening to him and then being able to work in radio in San Diego. And he was just a wonderful guy. Yeah. What was your job? I always wanted to be a baseball player my whole life. Just wanted to be a pro baseball player. I thought that would have been cool as hell. That's why when I got the angels <laughs> for the angels, that's why when I got into to this, I, I right away, I was thinking I can be around baseball the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm not going to age out. I'm not going to have to say at 33, I don't have it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was the closest thing to being a pro athlete is doing what we do. What's the worst job associated with pro baseball? Oh God, dang, that's funny. People would say washing uniforms and all that shit. Those guys make a lot of money, man. Yeah. Those guys get tipped out really well. What is the worst job associated with pro baseball? That's funny. I think a beat writer. I really do think that job would... Being a beat writer sucks. I I, mean, you got to be cut different, right? Okay, here's what goes through my mind on that, too. And guys who do it, good for you. Um, Your job every day is to get up every day out out of bed and to write about other people living their life. To me, it is the biggest waste of a life. Yeah. Being a beat writer. You don't live your life. You're writing about other people living their life. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous when you think about it. Yeah. You know? Well, there's just some guys sitting at this table yeah. just taking notes. That's it. Your whole, every day. Your job is to follow Dave and Jeff around and write about their lives. They're going to continue living their life normal. Yeah. But you got to write about it. And then you got to ask questions afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, God, I, when I look at those guys, I think it's the biggest waste of a life of, of doing what those guys do. Jeff, uh, quick one. John Maffey, North County Times. Uh, I want to circle back to when you guys were talking celebrity crushes. Nicole Eggert's been a guest on the show. How'd you forget that? Ah, <laughs> uh, John, it's a good one. Uh, you know, sometimes it just gets away from you, right? You do the, yeah. Dots had skirted the question. Have to wonder if he's juiced up on something. What was the key to tonight's show? That would be it. I mean, it's like, fuck. Jesus, man. Yeah. The key to tonight's show, John, I like that. The key to tonight's show, my takeaway will be, yeah, thank you. Mm. I hear this bell that goes off every time. Uh, my takeaway was the visual of me hand in hand with the lovely Anne Margaret strolling <laughs> the streets of downtown, walking into that troublemaking hotshot Katie Temple. Hey, Katie, what's up? You know my friend, Ann. Yeah, that's my takeaway, because I like that a lot. <laughs> and just in case Katie missed it, I don't care that Ann's 80. I'm booking a room at the Four Point Sheridan, and uh, it's going to be a tussle. Be a peach. Go get me a six-pack of Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Five-hour energy. <laughs> your boy, that ding right there is your boy, Sean Walchev, by the this way. This fucking guy, Walchev. Hey. He said, he said he, well, I'll just let you know. Thought you might be interested in this one. He got a second shot today. Said at this moment, not feeling so hot, so not walking tomorrow. <laughs> what shot did he get, Moderna? I think he got Moderna. Costa got the second shot yeah. of Moderna today. He was he had a little bit of the jelly did legs. He? Yeah, he had a little bit of the jelly legs. So we'll see. I get mine on the seventh. My second Moderna shot's on the seventh. So All right, we'll you better be you know. here that night. Wait, are we here no, that it's night? It's a Friday night. No, I'm not here. All I'll right. be back. 
All right. We'll see everybody on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you.